Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anime Lounge Short Flights. I'm your host, Matt, alongside with my other host, Lance. I want to start this episode by saying thank you to William Ofebu, Bradley Gareth, and Bryce from the anime show. It was such a fun interview, just getting to see behind the scenes of voice actors, getting to know them better, and just having an awesome interview with them was so much fun. And if anybody hasn't seen it, you can check out our library on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to, or you can watch the video interview on our YouTube channel. That link will be in the description. It's something you definitely need to watch. It was so much fun. Lance, I know, unfortunately, uh, prior commitments made it so you couldn't join us. It's definitely going to have to do it again because it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It did suck quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, when I'm there editing everything, kind of felt like I was there anyway. So I'll take that <laughs> as far as I can. But, yeah, I, I am jealous. That would have been nice to meet Bradley and talk to William again. That was That was fun last time we talked to him. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Also, check out our YouTube channel for that one, uh, Behind the Voice with William Ofebu. It, it was a lot of fun that time, too. Such such amazing people. Please make sure to check out that video because it, it was definitely a lot of fun. As always, we have an adult beverage of choice. And today, uh, the day we're recording anyway, is Old Fashioned Day. So Lance and I are celebrating in the most Wisconsin way possible with Old Fashions. It's one of our favorites, <laughs> too. So it worked out perfectly. Yes. And... I had never had orange bitters previously um, before, not too long ago. I thought it was delicious, so I had to go get some bitters. And yeah, Lance, you were telling me you'd already had this before. So I was like, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I've actually known about this for a full year because last year my wife got me a nice set of sugar cubes, orange bitters, all the fruits. She got me these really nice bourbon-infused cherries that went perfectly with them. And Oof. Yeah, she got me the whole in a nice bottle. Actually, you gave her a bottle suggestion, too, or yep. something like that. So, yeah, so that's when I knew about the orange bears. I've known about it for a solid <laughs> year now. But it it does make an old-fashioned delicious, so no, no complaints, I bet. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, we are both having our usual New Glarus Spotted Cow. Lance, you want to give us that synopsis of what we're going to be covering today? Yep, so today, uh, of course, we're going to be covering Season 1 of Hell's Paradise, and I'm going to steal this one right from Jigoku Raku uh, fandom, and it says, Gabimaru is a ninja on death row with one chance to see his wife again by finding the elixir of immortality on a supernatural island and delivering it to the Shogun. Which is interesting because the anime says Shogunate, but anyway. <laughs> Standing in his way are a fellow convicts and fearsome beasts that roam the island, devouring or killing anyone they encounter. That's a pretty short synopsis for this website. <laughs> that and it, I'd say it's pretty decent. It doesn't really give anything away, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, and we all get the point, and if you've seen this anime, you clearly know what it is. No one's going to forget this one at all. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would agree with that one. Lance, I know you've got a really good Lance's Lessons for today. Do you want to let us know what it is? Yes, so this one is going to come straight from the title, and it's going to be the Japanese word for hell, and that is Jigoku. Jigoku is spelled J-I-G-O-K-U. And Jigoku is very fitting for this because, well, obviously it's coming straight from the title. And 
when it comes to Hell's Paradise, this island that they gave the name of Paradise is quite the opposite, and it's it's hell because everybody <laughs> is just freaking dying just yeah. to just to collect all this ton. Yeah, uh, which is super crazy. But I do want to kind of talk about the title just a little bit because obviously, if you're looking at it, you see it's all one word. So, what is the last part of? Because you said uh, Jigoku is hell. So, what's the Raku? That's kind of like from. I think it means pleasure or like they on some kind of variation they took paradise out of it. So that's kind of how Raku turns into uh, paradise. Okay. So Jigoku Raku kind of directly means hell. Hell pleasure, hell paradise. Okay. So, yeah. I'm not smart enough to remember what the actual term is, but they just made two words into one word, and there we go. Now we've got Jigoku Raku. Right. Yeah. So that's, it works, and that's how that really comes out. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good translation. It definitely kind of sums up what the entire show is about, so I kind of like it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like usual, let's jump into some Matsumaga mentions to see if uh, there's any differences in this. Nani? Yeah, let's get into some Matt's manga mentions. For anybody who wants to start reading for what would be season two, I would suggest to start on chapter 45. Obviously, there are uh, 127 chapters in total, so we're about a third of the way there. Very easily could make this into three seasons. Also very easily could just make this into like two seasons in total, maybe make it like 15 episodes. And now you've got the whole series. I'm very curious how they're going to play out season two. I'm very excited. Season one was fantastic. And I'll be completely honest, they've stayed very true to the manga. There wasn't a whole lot of differences between the anime and the manga. For any of our new listeners, I like to start from the beginning of the series. For any of our new listeners, I like to start from the first episode and work my way through the season. Just makes it easier to take notes. And so let's go all the way back to the beginning. And when Sagiri and Gabimaru are talking while Gabimaru is in the cell, they're talking about various things. And one of the things that you get to see them talking about is Sagiri actually asks Gabimaru about his ninjutsu. So up to that point, we knew nothing about ninjutsu. And I thought that was really interesting, obviously, because I had already seen the full season. I had already seen this ninjutsu. So it was just something that kind of perked my ears up when I when I read that. Sigiri also tells Gabimaru that his wife is on a hunger strike until he returns. So that's a very interesting concept on what's going on there. Obviously, that just kind of gives Gabimaru even greater incentive to try and hurry. Probably plays into some of his actions. You see Rokuroda kill the Asaman. For anybody who does not remember, Rokuroda is... That is the individual who kind of cries like a baby uh he's the one where Siguri kind of starts learning how to use the Tao in a sense uh just the one with the cloth uh, mask kind of thing over his face and cries like a baby the really big one you find out that Gabimaru heats up his body to burn the oils on his skin 
to use as part of his um, abilities. So I thought that was really cool. You actually see the Asuman torturing uh, Toma's brother. So if you remember, Toman is the Toma is the the Asuman who is kind of the traitor. He's it's the bandit's brother. While explaining the creatures, Yuzuriha said they have no dicks. Uh, just kind of one of those things that she uses to kind of distinguish between them being real people and them not being real people, obviously besides, you know, having fish heads and stuff. But I just thought that was a a funny thing that Yuzuriha had said. Also, this, the manga is a lot more mature than even compared to what the anime is. Um, Like you see Yuzuriha's boobs and Yuzuriha saying that, you know, these creatures have no dicks and just, it's it's a little more mature. That's all. Not not really an issue. Just the reality of what the manga is. You never get to see Tenza's backstory. I will say not seeing his background story is kind of, I don't know, disappointing is the proper way to say it. it. It was very good in the anime. I don't think it's a huge difference. I also don't feel like we're missing anything by not having it. It was just something that was left out. And I'm interested to know if, well, we're never going to get into the manga because obviously he's dead uh, up to this point. And I'm just very curious how, if if there's going to be any more backstories that we get in the anime that we don't necessarily get in the manga. Some of the things happen in different orders. Like we see Tenza sacrifice himself before Gabimaru is taking his bath. Not really an issue. It's just kind of, it flows a little bit different. You know, you've got, you these characters they go to progress and then it kind of jumps back in time and then it sticks on this character and they progress instead of just kind of jumping around back and forth i will say i kind of i'm very up in the air about which one i like i will say i think i like the watching one story at a time versus kind of skipping around back and forth because you can almost forget what happens in between some of these instances if you binge watch it like we do, not that hard to rem- it shouldn't be that hard to remember what's going on. But if you're watching this on a weekly basis, it might be a little bit more difficult to kind of keep all the storylines straight. You see the Tenson training area. It's a pool and a bed. That's essentially what it is. They believe they're training through yin and yang. As you know, one of their training activities is to have sex and share bodily fluids. Not really going to go too far into that one. Obviously, not. you basically need a bed for that one. So that one kind of makes sense. But then the pool, they believe that the best training is training underwater because it helps you with your lung capacity. You know, you have to use all your muscles to kind of help swim and do all these other things. It makes complete sense. It, it's a interesting training concept. It was, the, this basically was one panel, or excuse me, one page. If you're not really paying attention to it, it's easy to miss. Again, I had already watched this, so it's something I had kind of been looking out for, because I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious how they how they do their training. Oh, you, you find out there's sex by a pool. One of the Asaman returns to the mainland and is taken to the Shogunate. You find out the plans for the next wave iteration of people. I'm not going to go into it. The very end of the last episode, basically the closing credit scenes, 
gives away some information, excuse me, not information. It kind of plays on that is probably the best way to say it. So I'm not going to get into it because it's obviously a spoiler for season two, but just know what to expect for hopefully the start of season two. And I'm very interested to know how they do that. So the gate that Sigiri, Yaziriha, and uh, Santa, and then the tree, that gate that they take is a day's walk from Hoko's village. Hoko, that's his name, excuse me. And just to put it in perspective, how far it took them to walk to the gate of... Oh, I'm drawing a blank on what the center is called, but just the, the center of the island, essentially. Something that you can kind of infer it, that they do make mention of is that Tau is life energy, which explains why Yuzuriha acts the way she does, why Gabimaru acts the way he does when they use too much of the Tau. They're essentially wiping away their life energy and so you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes complete sense on why they're basically dying when they finish or overexert themselves using Tao. Sion goes way more in depth of the conversation after the fight with the Tenson. So I remember when they're in, I want to say the huts, but so uh, Sion is the, the blind guy and... So they're having this very in-depth conversation. Again, I'm not going to go into it because they might go into it in season two. Not 100% sure, but just the conversation's a lot different. There, There's a lot more context that's talked about during this conversation. One thing that he does go into that I can talk to is that he believes there's five different types of Tau. It's wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And then he also goes into how he believes that these elements are essentially weak against uh, separate elements. So essentially it's a, a star. And then if you're across from that element, you're going to be weak against it, which makes sense why Sigiri and Yazuriha were good against the one, the one Tenson but not necessarily against why, like, why Sion wasn't necessarily good against that Tenson. It's just that they had similar elements, so they would kind of not be super effective against it, if you want to put it in a Pokemon reference. And Yazuriha and Sigiri and Yazuriha were super effective against the the Tenson. So I'm, ve I'm very interested in knowing if they do go into that in season two, because I'll be kind of disappointed. It's a, it's a very interesting piece of information that they kind of make mention of. So they have to like it. I'd be, it would just make no sense for them not to go into the basically elemental advantage that one has against the other. But that's all I got for Matt's manga mentions. As I had said, not a whole lot of differences I really can't wait for season two. I hope they stay as true to the manga in season two as they did in season one because they just did such a good job. And this series was so fantastic. I really can't wait. The manga was really good and I can't wait for season two. Oh God, definitely. And what's really funny is when I was editing the interview that you guys had with the voice actors with William, mm -hmm. William, uh, 
spoiled something right in the middle, so I had to go and cut that out. So now I know what's going to happen in season two, but it was really funny. So I'm not going to spoil it for everyone here, but I will say what he spoiled was pretty damn interesting, and I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I if I had more time, I probably would have finished this manga. It was that good. It really was. Oh, I bet. I know you're kind of on a manga journey, especially with all of our short flights. You've been traversing down manga. How are you uh, enjoying that? Uh, quite a bit. I'm for my one of my short flights. I'm watching Undead Unluck, and I'm reading the manga with that. Mm-hmm. And Undead Unluck, the manga is such an easy read. And I say it's a page flipper, but you know I'm doing it on my phone, so it's <laughs> it's a scroller. So I'm just zooming through, and I don't want to stop. But you know I don't want to get too far out of, into the anime and ruin stuff, or get too far to the point where I don't even remember exact bits and pieces that I can be. Uh, differentiating things between. So I'm having a lot of fun with this one. But I don't want to diminish the other one I'm reading, uh, Ragna Crimson. That one's also amazing. Yeah. Great, great mangas, great stories. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with manga in general. I'm very happy that you just kind of stumbled upon two really good ones. Oh, yeah. Because like it would have been discouraging if you picked like a really crappy one or one that the manga was so different from the anime and you're just like, uh, it might have made for good content if the manga was so different because then I can really be like, all right, this happened, but really it didn't happen. So I can understand. It'd be like one of our uh, biggest episodes. I know we did Twin Stars. That one was insanely different. Yep. And of course, Promise Neverland Season 2, that one was insanely different. So yep. those would make for very interesting discussions for, or at least a segment for that. But other than that, I mean... Yeah, I, I but you can't, you can't start your true manga journey... With one that far different? Oh, definitely not. You'd, you'd be like, okay, then why are there even an anime adaptation <laughs> off of this if they're not even going to follow what the manga was saying? Yeah, it would be almost a deterrent at yeah. that point. You, I wouldn't, you, because I know your personality, you wouldn't turn into one of those like manga snobs where they're like, well, actually, <laughs> and then they push, push up their glasses. No, yeah. Lance doesn't wear glasses, but it's just. I know you wouldn't do that, but there's definitely probably been some people that are like, well, why would I watch the anime if the manga is just so different? Right. Yeah. So. That would be, yeah, 100% understand why it would be discouraging. But off of yes. random manga, let's get back into <laughs> Hell's Paradise. Yeah. Got to start off. Favorite character. Because, man, these characters were crazy. Yeah. And there's so many of them, too. Uh, well, I mean, there's plenty. Whatever. <laughs> Skipping the MC, Gabi Marwa, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Love watching him. I mean, he kind of is my favorite character just because it's kind of hard not to love a ninja. Valid. And but, he's super awesome. Oh, yeah. All the way. Like, just to give someone else a bone, I kind of want to go with Shion. Okay. Shion was the blind Asaman or ass man that <laughs> <laughs> our uh, voice actors were calling him for a quick second. Anyway, <laughs> he was the one that was able to sense all the towel, like, Immediately, like, of course, yep. we saw Gabi Maru using ninjutsu, and like, that's basically Tao right there. But he was able to sense people like Daredevil can and shit like that. So he was the one that was truly able to start understanding it. How about that? Yeah, just he was able to use, and honestly, um, Daredevil's probably the perfect example where he was using it to quote unquote see and didn't know what it was. And that make I'll take, I'll give it to it. It's anime logic, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. At least you give somebody that was super strong instead of just nerfing him. You're like, well, 
we'll do this instead and make him useful. Yeah. And he was, he's just amazing. He was an awesome fighter. He calm, cool, and collected the whole time and taking massive damage and only, you know, making it out just enough. And so he's, he's awesome. I can't wait to see more out of him. Do you have a favorite character? Yes. I'm going to go same path as you. Not going to pick Gabimaru because he's, it's way too easy. He's super awesome and his abilities are super cool because I would definitely pick Gabimaru in this one. Yep. But for the sake of being different, I want to go Yuzuriha. Okay. Yep. Because she is. Female ninja. Yep. Very interesting. I am very curious to know what kind of happens later on because I feel like she's just doing this because she wanted to live. And if she can find a loophole to get out of there without dying, she's going to take it. And I'm curious how that happens. Okay. So with you saying that, do you think that if a. Because we kind of see that boats are coming in at the end of season one. Yep. Do you see her trying to like sneak on a boat and escaping by herself? No. I see her as... I feel like she's going to stick with uh, Gabi Maru at this point. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she's too critical to the group. But I feel like she's going to find a way to, at the end, figure out a way to get out. I also find her abilities... They make complete sense in the context of who she is as an individual, like her personality. Uh-huh. Uh, just because it's it can be deemed kind of sexual. Oh, insanely. And she plays on it very hard. So I, I thought that was kind of a clever way to bring out kind of fan service while making it relevant to the personality of the person. Oh, yeah. Without it just being like, look, here's boobs. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I got to make my quick jab at the fan service <laughs> thing like every every time she starts sweating out her poisons the only thing i can think of is like she just swallowed a tub of jizz and now she's sweating <laughs> out all that jizz and like i could not get that out of my mind i mean it was very thick so <laughs> so yeah just throwing that out there that's for all it's done and over with <laughs> i also did enjoy the fact that when santa was dying she was the one that kind of helped him pass on yep without like pain or suffering without pain or suffering and just kind of letting him he is dying she's realistic she's like i'm not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice what little antidote what it whatever it is that we have to save him when shion needs some recovery stuff and while yes i have enough for both of them i care about myself which is true to her personality yep and on top of that, she was saying, like, even if they did give Senta some medicine, he's still terribly wounded and they have to drag him around anyway. So yep. he'd be dead weight either way. Yeah. Then just the, the helping him pass on. I thought that was honestly the most redeeming quality that she had in the entire season. Yep. There was some beauty to that. So, yeah, it was it was really good. She went from a heartless person who only cared about herself to, yeah, maybe not. She's not so bad. Yeah. So maybe not. She's not so bad. I Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I am curious, did you have a favorite Tenson? Um, Tenson. Well, I guess... Because we did get to see them all. We didn't really get to get... Right. The only ones that we truly got to see were Zujin, yep. which was the one with the volcano hair. Mm-hmm. And... We did see Taufa, who is the pink hair. Yeah, we saw... Th- like, we got to see them, but we didn't see much out I, of them. I thought she fought... Oh, wait. I think you're right. Let's see, we saw two fights. We saw Juzin, obviously, and then who was the one that turned into the twin heads? Or, like, the two necks going into the single head? It was uh, Taufa, who is the pink-haired one, 
And then Jufa, who is the blonde, they're the ones that end up attacking uh, um, Chobe and his brother Toma, end up throwing them into that ditch. And then the one that got killed by Zujin was uh, Tenza, the like pseudo Naruto looking guy with the headband. Mm-hmm. Um, that you got basically we saw three and then we saw all of them interacting with each other but that was really about it right so i guess it's kind of hard to say which one is your favorite unless you wanted to uh cheat and say my <laughs> which i i don't know if she's actually considered a tencent or not but she is a part all right so i think the tencent that i want to choose is really just going to be the first one that we got to see the most action out of and that's going to be Zujin, the one with the volcano-looking hair. Okay. Uh, we did see a fourth one. We saw Mudan, which is the one that dies. That's the... Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's so you want to change your answer? No, no. No, okay. I'll, I'll stick. <laughs> Wait, was Mudan the one that transformed into, like, that dinosaur? Or was that... I think that was... Zuj- no, Zujin was the one that, that transformed into the dinosaur. Okay, So yeah. Mudan was the one with the twin neck thing. Yes. Okay, yep. yeah. The almost rose-looking thing. Right. Now, all, now it's all coming back. Yeah. No, I'll still stick with uh, Zhu Jin, and that's because how awesome these regenerative abilities of these Tencent really are. Yep. And just the switching between sexes was really interesting. So we had, like, muscular strength and, like, I don't know, speed or something that the female body could have or something. Yeah, it was like, if you wanted power, you went with the man. And if you wanted finesse slash using uh, towel moves, you went with the women. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that would make a little sense. Yep. So, yeah, I want to go with uh, Zoo. What about you? Do you have a preference or a, <sighs> anything? I kind of agree with you. But for to pick somebody different, I'm kind of interested in Jufa, which is the blonde-haired one that we saw. They He basically took out the two brothers, like nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chobe and Toma. Yep. So he seems very strong, so I'm very curious. I am also curious about uh, Ren? Rain? Rien? I think it's R-I-E-N. Rain? Um, Rien. He was the purple-haired one, and he kind of seemed like he was in charge. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested to know more about this individual. uh, This individual, Tenson, because what makes them in charge? Like yeah. why? Are, why is this one in charge? I've got some information in my head, and I don't exactly remember how it all got there. Whether <laughs> okay. it came from the anime or for some from some accidental research. Mm-hmm. But what I'm figuring is Rain is like the leader of this group. Yep. And everyone else is just a copy or a offspring of himself in a way. Like okay. Everyone is a piece of him. Okay, that would make the most sense mm-hmm. if you watched our interview with uh, William and Pared. They kind of go into it without spoiling anything, so it does make sense. Maybe that's where I'm getting some of this. From. I, I think that's I I believe that's probably where where it is. And yes, so but another bit of information that I could throw to you and everyone else is that they are all the same voice actor as well interesting yeah when i was re-listening to everything again and when they were having their meeting after zujin got his ass kicked and everyone's getting uh having their discussions with each other the male actor and the female actor or actress uh play every single character in either the male or female 
the voice. And those two characters are Ian Sinclair and Michelle Roja. So cool. I thought that was very interesting because I was listening like, wait a minute, those two sounded like the same exact voice. Wait a minute, his voice also sounds kind of similar. So I paused it, quickly <laughs> looked it up, and sure enough, everybody's voiced by the same exact character. So that just adds more to how they are all the same person, period. That is a good catch, a very good catch on that one, because I definitely did not catch that at all, and it makes sense. So mm-hmm. good job, good good catch. Yeah, so I was really excited to share that little bit of information. <laughs> <laughs> she is also in, uh, she's Francois in Dr. Stone. Okay. Just, I, I was looking at her uh, behind the character, because it's in the fandom page. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So got some interest there. Did you have a favorite part that's coming to you? Favorite scene. I brought this up in the interview, but my favorite scene, it's Gabi Maru. The first time you see him do his ninjutsu, the, yeah, the ascetic blaze mm-hmm. in the, in a cell, I guess you could say. So the very first episode. Yeah. It was the very first. Yeah. Cause he's, he's got a uh, Sagari asking to see it. And he's like, nah, I don't want to show you. And then he's about to get attacked. He's like, okay, I'll show you. Yeah. It's like, so you wanted to see this, huh? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I thought that was so badass, So cool. In like that moment drew me in for the entire series. So I was like, okay, yep. Nope. This is exactly what I wanted to see. hundred percent agree. That is the definite, I mean, kind of like what Bryce was saying during his interview, like kind of like that slasher porn kind of thing going on where he's getting tortured and not dying. Like, Yep. This is grossly weird, and I'm very interested. <laughs> but then as soon as he goes into superpowers, and the flames are all purples and pinks and blues, and it was really beautiful. And yes. obviously, he's like, yeah, I'm 100% in this now. Yep. Yeah. All of his abilities were really cool. And, Ooh, and speaking of all of his abilities, my first two times watching this, I really didn't catch it because things are happening so fast. But when he's fighting Rokorota in the forest, yep. and he's throwing out attack after attack yeah he's naming them all off and he's naming off like four or five different attacks and i thought it was really interesting like oh he names off like 12 different attacks it's a lot yeah it was a lot like he i know he's like throwing shit and he's adding firepower to it he's taking a piece of fabric and whipping it to make it as sharp as a blade yeah like he's got a lot of techniques that we only get to see in that one instance yeah, and I thought that was really cool that, you know, he's, yes, he is a ninja, so he would need, like, the realistic moves that he would need in different scenarios. Uh-huh. So I thought that was really cool, on top of not just having his ninjutsu abilities. Right. And then just piggybacking off of that conversation, that's really one of my favorite scenes, too, is the Rokorota scene. Yep. When he's just so big and powerful, they can't really figure out how to take him down, and they ultimately figure out that... Well, we got to gas them out and yep. they got to bring a little bit of science into this and a nice <laughs> little reminder on why smoke is so toxic to everybody. And it's because the carbon is fusing with your oxygen and depleting your body of that really important oxygen and killing you on the inside. So they're going to set the forest on fire so that he sucked up all the smoke and then he was going to pass out. And then ultimately so that he can be decapitated. But... <laughs> yeah, details. <laughs> I, I mean, he would have been set on fire anyway so it doesn't really change oh, yeah. anything. there was so much going on in that scene so it was just so awesome to see all those powers and all this stuff coming together and it was quite a fun episode and i remember you and i talked along in the past when we were short flighting this who would win in a an arena fight rokuroda versus gabimaru and yep i think after talking about all this all over again i think rokuroda <laughs> might actually be on top if it was a 
arena fight. Just nothing but if it was like a dark tournament open ring kind of fight, yes, it it would absolutely be Rokoroda only because he's just so big. Like Uh it would he's so big and so strong and his his defense is basically like a million. And while Gabimaru can use his surroundings and use all these other things, he is just at such a huge disadvantage that it's not even fair. Right. Now, if it's like a UFC cage match or like a WWE cage match where you can go like 20 feet up in the air and do stuff like that, I could see Gabimaru kind of using his surroundings to win, but not just an open ring match. Oh, no? No. I was going to say, the only other way I can see Gabimaru winning is by pure stamina, wearing him down. Maybe Rokuroda just gets too hungry and faints out of just fatigue or something. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I can think of. He snorlaxes it and just falls asleep, yeah. just rests. But even during rest, I don't even know if Rokuroda would die. <laughs> no, that would, I don't know. He's just vulnerable, cut his throat open or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, it's It'd be very interesting. I, still, I don't think he would win in a just straight up uh, open ring match, though. But I have a... One very interesting thing that kept passing through my head when I recently rewatched this. Okay. And that was Gabimaru's, uh, like, clan leader guy. The one that they showed, like, three times where he was stabbing himself with all these blades and he put a sword through his head and there was proof that the elixir existed. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> but Gabimaru saw this, so supposedly he saw it firsthand. But, of course, we know at the end of Season 1 his memories aren't exactly to be trusted. Anyway, that man... His name is Iwagakuri, by the way. Okay, that word. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see him in Season 2 or even at all? Do you think this is going to be a solid memory? Or do you think that like he's going to be relevant in this elixir or something? I think he will be, a, he will be relevant. And I do think we're going to see him in Season 2. Because we know something is going on at the closing credits of Season 1. So I'm curious if maybe him and the the shogunate are like working together and that's why Gabimaru was put on death row and it's some sort of plot to make sure that Gabimaru dies. Okay. Do you think there's a reason for Gabimaru dying? Because he wants to leave. He did want to leave. I think that's everything. I think it's it's going to be kind of like a I think it's going to be kind of one of those things where in this village if you are essentially an able-bodied ninja, you either be a ninja for the clan or you die. Like, those are your two options. Right. Yeah, that sounds kind of like you're born into this kind of life. Like, you have no choice. There's no way out. Yeah. I I would not be surprised if we find out that Iwagakuri was the one that, like, killed Gabimaru's parents just so then he could be an orphan because he saw something in him. And that's why he is the like that's why he's an orphan. I would agree. Yeah, because we like we saw that his parents were killed and he was adopted or picked up right away like that. Yep. Like maybe ooh maybe that guy what's his name again? Iwagakuri. Iwagakuri. Maybe he can sense Tan as well, and he saw that in the baby Gabimaru, and that's why he wanted to steal it. And- that would make sense because if he was immortal, then he would have had to come to this place. You would have to know how to use Tan to fight the Tenson, mm-hmm. I, I, technically. Or he's old enough that he was actually there when whoever started it was there too. And he isn't as, he can't take regularly take the, uh, what, the, is, it ten, is it 10 that they're drinking? The elixir. They can't. 
I think Tao was, oh God, not right. Tan is the substance that they need and Tao is what it, the power is called. Is okay. that what God I, damn it, I'm confusing I the two already. I think so. Uh, but anyway, yes. So maybe the fact that he can't regularly take it like they're supposed to, that's why he is aging unlike the other ones. So maybe he's actually in line with whoever started this island. Maybe. Which kind of goes into the next thing I wanted to talk about was the religions. Okay. They were talking about Buddhist and Taoist religions put yep. together. And I'm very interested in, because I'm pretty sure I did not pick up on a reason why those two separate religions are coming together for one island. I I took it all as like a cultist leader who's just pulling a bunch of stuff that works for him into whatever he believes. Okay. Yeah. Like just cherry picking good stuff and starting something new altogether. Yeah, basically. Okay. I, I can, I can run with that. Okay. I mean, I'm super interested in why all the animals and insects are infected at the same time. Uh, byproducts of experimentation because the, I want to say is it, it's not Santa and it's, was it Santa that talks about the experimentation uh, or it was uh Fuji? That guy, the guy who got his, who chopped off his own arm. Nope, that's, that was his, um, so the guy who chopped off his arm, his Asaman was Fuji. Oh, the blonde haired scientist guy. Yep. It was either him or it was Santa that was talking about the experiments. Okay. I remember experiments being talked about. Yep. I'm just curious on why the whole island itself, like, I'm just, if this is such, if, if this island has been running for a thousand years plus, yeah. Like, does that experiment mean that all these insects have been infected and, like, their offspring have been all infected? Because what I was trying to get at was, is everything, is all the monsters uh, benefiting off of the Tao or the Tan, the Tan that's, like, leaking out and then, like... Well, remember, Yuzuriha says they have no dicks, so... Okay, so, yeah, so there's no reproduction. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying that the whole island is infected. Yeah. Ooh, but if that's the case, when Gabimaru went out on the island to go find food, that food would be infected, which would infect all the monsters and the insects. So I just okay, <laughs> maybe this is anime logic. Maybe we're diving too deep, but I'm I'm just curious. <laughs> I want an answer on why the monsters are monsters and why the Tenson are Tenson. Pure experimentation. That's that's all I can say about it. Okay, I because I, we could go down this rabbit hole forever, <laughs> and. Yeah. Eventually, without like spoiling ourselves as to why the island became the way it became, mm -hmm. the only thing we know from season one that we can assume is that all these creatures were experimented on, and that's why they're the way they are. Yeah, with no dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yep. They made mention of that, which is funny. That's probably one of my favorite lines. I am very curious since we haven't talked about her yet. Uh, May, I know I kind of mentioned that you know she's a. Tenson, but we know she's not because she can't change to a man, so she can't swap back and forth and essentially have sex with herself. Yeah, yeah, that was another funny thing. This whole lore about having sex, which is another, I wrote this in my notes. The Tenson brought go fuck yourself to a whole new level. <laughs> and he's literally, yeah, the Tenson are literally fucking themselves so they can reach higher levels of power. No, they're having sex with each other. Remember, they have a bed next to their training area so that they can just practice all day. Practice having sex? Yeah, of course. You know, it's always practice. <laughs> anyway, May. Yes. She's very interesting because she appears just to be a regular human yep. that used to live on this island probably a thousand years ago. 
I would assume that he's... You know what? I don't even know. Do you think she's as old as Hoko and his family was back when they were all humans? Or do you think she's different? Do you think she's a do you think she's a child of the Tensen that like the Tensens gave birth with themselves and up produced May? I That's interesting. I don't think she is an offspring of the Tensen, but I believe she's an offspring of some sort of experimentation. I don't believe she's a child. I think she reverted to a child probably because she was attacked for essentially not submitting herself to whatever those uh, creatures were so that they could practice the um, essentially the sex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, there's the dumb monsters and the smart monsters. Yeah. They, they were the smart monsters, but they look like um, bugs still. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting that they still had some variations of some other animal Yep. that they could have potentially used to be. I thought that was really good of them to kind of, instead of making them humanoids, they made them creatures with human characteristics, personality traits instead. Right. I mean, by char- by definition, it's basically humanoid as well, but yeah, I, I yeah. get what you're getting at. Yeah, just not uh, not making them look like people and with some, like, almost demi-humans. Right. But I, to get back to my, I think she reverted as a child... Because she got attacked and basically her power shrunk her down to a child. And then was it Hoko? Yeah, Hoko essentially just, uh, what do you want, what do you want to call it? Um, adopted her at that childlike state. And then she almost refused to grow up. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I like your idea about her probably reverting maybe to some, uh, self-defense mechanism to some degree and yep. went into that child to form. Yeah, because she does grow older in the middle. Yeah, like instantaneously. So there's no step-by-step process. It just happened. Yeah, so plus, I, to be completely honest, I don't want to even, like, think about the creatures trying to have sex with, like, even a middle-aged child. True. Yeah. Okay, so, let's get a little bit more sure about this. Yeah, let, let's just make her an adult for the simple fact that they were trying to have sex with her. Right. I like it. <laughs> Great. So my she was super interesting because she's got all this power. Yep. She seems to know how to use it instinctively. Yep. Do you think she's going to play a vital part in Gabimaru succeeding? Because I feel like that's what's going to happen towards the end of the series. Towards the end of the series is that he's going to succeed in some manner. Yeah, she's definitely going to be playing such a vital role in season two, or at least the finale of whatever this island is going to be. Yep. She's way too important. Yeah, I, I would agree. I feel like she's going to be, maybe not the reason why he succeeds, but in conjunction with the reason why he succeeds. That, or maybe, I'm just going to assume Rain is, Rain's the purple-haired leader of these Tencent. I'm okay. just, maybe I will say that, like, in order for him to reach his super god, god state form or something, he's got to absorb May, and that's going to be, like, the final boss. I okay. can see either... My being a teammate to go two on one for the final fight, or okay. she being the catalyst for a final evolution. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, that's where my mind's going. So yeah, just go with that. Yeah, no, I I can totally see that happening. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about Toma and Chobe because one Chobe is kind of going through a metamorphosis of sorts. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to know what happens there. He was able to instinctively start using his 10. Yeah, like from 0 to 60. Yeah. Like just I mean, Toma did multiple times say he adapts very, very quickly, and we are seeing that clear here. Yeah. There was zero uh, instances where he's even attempted to use any kind of 10, but like... Bam, here it is. Yeah. So and, that... I'm curious to figure out what happens there because something had to have started this. Yes. And he's got those weird root like tattoo things appearing on his neck. So yep. he's the only one that's having some kind of physical difference about himself. So I'm super interested in what that even means. Yeah, absolutely. And then like Toma's there. I feel like they're going to be super important characters. So I want to know essentially why, like, why are they, what are they going to do to make themselves be this important? Do you think Toma's going to remain important or even live? Mm. Because he's not showing I, any signs of using any powers. I could see Toma dying, and that's the catalyst that would Chobe needs for something. I agree. Hey, I'm I, I'm still looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, we have no idea when season two is coming out, so we got to wait. Right. Yeah, as of right now, it's announced that there is such a thing, but there's no date. And I really don't want to spoil myself by reading the manga because the anime was such, was so good. Yeah. It, it did such a good job. Yeah, it was beautiful and it was you couldn't take your eyes off it at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Watching it through a second time, like I was just as entertained the, as I was the first time. Yep, 100%. Is there anything else you really want to talk about as far as uh, Hell's Paradise? Uh, I don't know. I hope Sagari learns to get confidence in herself. And Oh, yeah, we she, definitely have to talk about her. Shit, sorry. And she kind of unlocks something because she's... Is she learning these powers? Like, she's she's the one that made it obvious that it almost seems like all of these Tencent have, like, a weakness. Like yeah. Each individual one has their own specific weakness. And she was... What was it? Mu Don's the red-haired one, I think. Yeah. His weakness and... Or yeah. Her, that, Which that one's weakness. So I do go into that. If you remember from the the manga mentions, how basically the elements play weakness against each other. So I'm curious how they're going to explain that in the anime. Right. Like, is it going to be a one for one? Like Sagri was strong against Mudan. Is Nurugai the little girl with her supposed healing faction? Yep. Is she going to be? somehow a yang to somebody like i'm just interested in if there's going to be a one for one for everybody in a future fight i am curious we do have what it's how many more tensons so there were seven tensons now there's six i am curious how they're going to play into that because we have essentially four maybe five characters besides which you know maybe the five one of each kills one of the tensons and then you get the main boss Tenson, and he has like no weaknesses or something like that. Now, I, yeah, I'm very curious how they're going to do it. I do really want to know if they're going to explain, like, really explain how the elements play into it. Yeah, because they they kind of make mention, but they really don't at the same time. Right, like they just kind of stumbled into it, and nobody has a answer for why or anything. Yep. So. We definitely need to talk about Sagiri because she's a very important person to this entire series. Do you think, well, let me, let me ask this question. Do you think Gabi Maru truly is married? At this point, I kind of want to say no. Okay. So if you think he's not married, 
Do you think him and Sagiri are going to end up together at the end? Do you think that's how it's going to how I, it's going to yeah, be? Yeah, I kind of think so because okay. Sagiri saw Gabi Maro's soft side and what he could be. Yes. Like, yeah, right now we're seeing him as the hollow. Mm-hmm. Literally. Literally the hollow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, she can see what he can. Ah, you know, She's seen every side of him. That's true. Well, she hasn't seen the hollow, like this current hollow yet. Well, that, that's true. That's very true. So as soon as she runs into him and sees that he no longer is who she thought he was. But is she going to be the per- the reason why he essentially breaks out of his hollification? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're making us feel like Sagri and Gabimaro have a future together. That's very true. I don't know why. My mind always says Sagri's going to die before the end, before the season conclusion. But okay, beside that's just where my mind always goes. So I'm okay. just going to be nice and say like, yes, there is no actual wife. Okay, she actually died in the past, and that's why Gabi Mara was trying to leave. And okay, he finds happiness through Sagri. Okay, let's just go that route. <laughs> okay, all of that makes sense. I am going to disagree with all of it. No, that's totally fine. I, I literally just pulled that out of my ass. Saying uh, it out loud makes it a whole lot different than just thinking bits and pieces. I I think his wife is real. And I also, I, I really want this to end with him and Sagiri just kind of needing each other in the sense that they know they're better with each other. And that's it. Like, there's no... I like that. No romantic interest in e- with either of them. And it's literally just kind of almost like best friends, where it's like, my life sucks without you, and... But that's it, like... Yeah, I like I like that. I like that one a lot better. I, I just... At least a companionship that, yeah, that doesn't need to be romantic. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's what it's going to be, where she, like, might question if... She does have romantic feelings, and then she's like, no, actually, it's this. It's the companionship of we're essentially pushing each other, and that's what it is. Kind of like all of her and the Asaman. So it'll be very interesting to know how they do that, because I don't think she's going to die at the end either. No? No, I think she's going to live. Yeah, I think it would be kind of a disservice to kind of the entire series if they end up killing Sigiri. You end up finding out that his wife was never alive, like was never a thing. I feel like it is a plot twist, but it's, I don't know, I feel like I'd be kind of mad if that was <laughs> if that was what I, actually happened. I, I pretty much agree. It's, it's just always, to me, the the thing that needs to happen to make the story so crazy is someone important has to die and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's just kind of where I went. That's yeah. just where my mind goes, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's shitty Game of Thrones. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah. Everyone dies. <laughs> yes. One more thing. Got to talk about it because it's just been something we've been doing. And I think it's uh, it's just something we've been doing. And I kind of want to continue. Overall, what did you think of the series? Uh, well, of season one. Season one. Uh, I think this deserves pretty high ratings. I would say this is a nine out of ten. Okay. There's not... There's there really isn't any low points. You're always interested in what's going to happen. Okay. The you know what maybe I'll maybe I'll bump it down to like an eight point five. Okay. And it's just because I know we didn't really talk about it, but when all the powers started getting pushed into everybody at the end, it felt super forced. Chobe got his powers at the same exact time that Shion was explaining his powers. Yep. Sagri was figuring out a little bit. Gabi Mara was figuring out a little bit. It's just. There might be beauty in that harmony at, of everything happening at that time. But at the same time, it felt forced. 
And maybe that could be a reflection on binging it all over again. Maybe. Because if you, as we had during our Bleach conversation where it was like, you're doing it one at a time. It doesn't feel. One episode a week. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel as instantaneous for everything happening at the same time. Right. I kind of get what you're saying where it it almost seemed like a cop out to make everybody to figure it out at the same time. Yeah. Cop out is a good word. But I don't mind it because let's be completely honest. If they would have made it like one person figure it out, then another person, it just would have prolonged the series for no real reason. Yeah. So I, I didn't mind it for the simple fact that, as I had mentioned in the manga mentions, this is 127 chapters. So it's short. And so by basically skipping the filler ask of having everybody figure out this ability at separate times, it condenses the entire series. Right. So, I, yeah, I had no issues with it. So, yeah, I'll just 8.5 to 8.7. Okay. I think that's what are you. What are you feeling? I would, I'd probably eight to an eight and a half. It was so good. It really was. I will say it's not like anime of the year rating, mm-hmm. but it's like in contention. Like it, I would completely understand people being like, yep, nope, that is worthy of anime of the year. I get it. It's, it's fantastic. The characters are well-written and the story is very original. I really liked the, their abilities. But I would also understand being like, eh, it's it's just, I can't say it's missing something because I really, I have no idea what it would be missing. But it's, there's just, I feel like there's something that it would need to be like, oh, yep, this is a 10. Or yeah. like. Maybe uh, a little, it almost, I feel like it almost needs a slightly slower buildup on certain characters. Like just enough to sprinkle in there to make it a little good. Like what I was saying, like when they were forced, it felt like their powers are being forced in at the last moment. Yeah. Like this, like a 24 episodes for this first season would have been way too long. Yeah. And 12 seems way too quick. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of hitting that, that weird spot. Yeah. I, I do agree. I will say besides the visual aspects of the colors, I did like the manga more. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it hit. All the notes you want out of a manga, especially for a more mature manga. Okay. A lot of hard, deep colors, deep, sharp lines. It it was really fantastic. I'll be completely honest. You're, this would probably be something I'd recommend for you to read. Okay. Because it, it was so well done. It, it was really good. And as okay. I had said, you had, you had your mature moments while not feeling overdone right okay yeah i mean that's that's good to know because this manga was very popular yep and it is officially done now isn't it yep it's it's concluded yeah so can't wait to see i just overall i just can't wait to see what happens next yeah i completely understand why william was essentially gushing over it and then telling everybody that you need to read this because it's true this series is so good and I, I definitely recommend it. Highly recommend this this series because it is very good. That's really all I got for uh, Hell's Paradise. Do you have anything else? Nah, I'm pretty tapped out. We already talked about what we would like out of the future, even yep. if we didn't say specifically a season two. But we just we have our our wants and our hypotheses, our hypotheses. Yep. Quick question. So as I had mentioned in manga mentions, the first season covered 45 chapters 
there are 127 in total. Do you think this is going to be two seasons or three? I would like to imagine that from the anime community complaining so hard about <laughs> Promised Neverland Season 2 and yes. taking a complete shit on yes. 100 plus chapters, this this should turn into a three-season okay. deal. Yeah, and, this, and that makes it super easy to say that because there's so much action going on mm-hmm. that the anime can prolong all these manga scenes. So easy, yeah, yeah. So an easy three seasons. Yeah, I I do agree. I feel like if they gave us twenty episodes for like season two, I'd probably be okay with that. Where if they skipped, I obviously haven't read the manga, but if they skipped some like minor details that made that weren't beneficial. I can understand it, mm-hmm. but I do agree. I think three seasons is the right number for this because, as you said, make some action scenes last a little bit longer. Bam. There's the 82 chapters. Right. Yeah, the 82 chapters that are what's left of the series, and you're done. Easy 41 chapters a season and call it a day. Yeah, easy enough. Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-unit spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. Let's get into some just regular anime talk. Is there, uh, how's your One Piece journey going? One Piece, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the laugh tells me, uh, not very far. Uh, it, it's yes and no, okay, because we've been trying to crush a lot of stuff and trying to get a, a head on some episodes for just podcast life in general, behind the scenes, yes, behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. I've crushed quite a bit of the episodes compared to the last one that I had talked about. Uh, I finished that God arc. You know, up in the clouds, we're we're done with that. That I don't remember his name right now anymore. It's already been a minute, <laughs> but we're done with him. After we were done with the sky, we came crashing back down, and we talked. We is that how that works? Essentially, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it happened. They came crashing down. They got kicked off of the sky, and they came falling down, and they came. They fell down for a little bit, and then they started floating on an inflatable octopus. Already and, then, and then it slowly depleted its own air. And then, as it approached, you know, the main water line, they crashed into another marine base, and they had a a seat. They had like a whole arc going through them, and that was semi interesting. It was filler. And then after that, they got to another island that I literally just finished this arc today, this morning. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, this whole arc was the Foxy Pirate arc, and so a lot of uh, fan service? Is that no, what? no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. The Foxy is a dude. 
and he's got right. like he's got like this vampire look about him, like especially with his hair. But his name is Fox. Like I think of foxes. Yeah, right. But it's not. <laughs> so this dude has just he's got this like scheme where he goes and battles other pirates to like these games, and then if they win a game. They get to steal a pirate member of the opposite team, so that's why his crew is like five hundred big, and it makes this whole deal. It is such a silly nineteen nineties filler arc, and I'm so glad I'm finally done with it because it took a, it took a minute, and it took me a long time, especially because we've been just slamming so much anime behind the scenes as well. Yeah. So besides what we were watching, that's that's my one piece. I'm finally done with. Uh, round one of the Foxy Pirates. So do you know what uh, episode you're on? Yeah, so I left off on episode 221, and if anybody is a pirate watcher, everybody has just lost their memories, and they're trying to figure out how they get their memories back, and they're connected to this island. They all fell asleep, and they all lost their memories, except for Robin. So I'm interested to see how this is going to turn into an arc. How many episodes are there? Can you see how many episodes there are right now? I'm going to have to Google that. Okay. I'm not going to go through Crunchyroll and try to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm thinking of Funimation where it would tell you how many episodes there were through the power of the internet. As of today's recording, there is 1,088 episodes. So you're just under a quarter. Well, you could call a quarter of the way there. Quarter to a fifth, somewhere around there, 220. Yeah, I suppose I'm just under a quarter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so far, are you enjoying it? It's fun. It, this is, like I was like I say in the past, this is something you can just throw in the background and just enjoy. There's so much random filler arc stuff that's going on right now in the beginning. It's it's really <laughs> everything that we just went through. This whole tournament arc with Foxy yeah. was literally nothing. We didn't <laughs> we didn't gain a character. We didn't lose a character. Yeah, that you didn't That's gain or it. lose anything. <laughs> it, was, it was literally nothing. It's like Bleach. You can skip that entire arc. Okay. Okay. Um, Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's my Bleach. That's my Bleach. That's my One Piece, so that's where I left off on that. I did manage to get through a couple more uh, anime on the side just, just for fun. Okay. I do want to make mention, we did just finish the fall season. Yes. So that... Just for anybody that's list, still listening at this point, uh, put a p- frame of reference on timelines. We just finished the fall season not that long ago, and yeah, we're we're January of 2024. The the year just started, so fall has just finished. Yep. So when you say you just finished stuff, are you did you just finish stuff for the fall season or just in general? Oh, I was gonna say uh, some side stuff. Oh, even side stuff, man. You're better. Well. I, I can say. I can casually listen to some stuff. Oh man! So uh, what? Like what? I I talked to you about this on the side with the Sacred Blacksmith. Okay. Yep. Yep. How How are you enjoying that? I thought it was pretty good. Like to be completely honest. Yeah, it, I like it. Mid. I would say it's like if you were to put three tiers, like good, mid, and then just bad. I'd put it on like the higher end of mid. Agreed. I agree. It, it was It was good. The characters were interesting. Um, don't watch it in public. I, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was episode, <laughs> I think when I was texting you about it, it was like episode two or three. Yeah. You get a boob. Boobs. Just right there. Um. Uncensored right there. And then they show the same exact scene again in like episode 10-ish or so. <laughs> so yeah, that, you get a boob. So. Yeah. Or boobs. Hint. 
<laughs> um, so without going into detail, just in case it becomes a future episode, it was a good it was a good show. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was mid, but it was higher mid. Yeah, uh, it, I enjoyed it so far. I think I'm like six episodes in. Oh, okay. So good thing I didn't spoil it for you. Yeah, I appreciate so it. You're gonna get that boob again in the future. Oh, can't, never complain about boobs. <laughs> um, another one I was watching was Black Summoner. Okay, I have not watched that one. Is that one good? I actually, this was also kind of like on the higher end of mid. Okay, interesting. Another isekai, a dude gets born, I think it was an isekai. Yeah, a dude gets born into a world, and instead of, like, all these superpowers, he has these powers of, uh, like, he's basically like a Pokemon master. He's, he's <laughs> He can capture, he can defeat someone, and then he can capture them, and then after he captures them, he can summon them. Okay. Now, he doesn't go as crazy as capturing everybody, but there is, like, five guys that he ends up capturing. He captures a slime. He captures, like, a, a dark knight that's yep. supposed to be super powerful and a couple others. It's an interesting story. It's There's a lot of anime logic going into it. It's, <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. Uh, it's interesting enough. I was glad that I at least watched and listened to it. Okay. Okay. I will say you're doing a much better job than I am, but I watched... So many shows in the winter season. It was crazy. Back when you're watching like... Uh, or excuse machine, me, the, the fall. Vending, the the fall. No, so this fall season. I'll let you finish and then I will talk about the shows I covered just for short flights. And then I'll talk about the other shows that I was watching on top of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, I feel like there's one more in there. But yeah, th- maybe it was actually just... Well, then you're, you're also watching... Your shows for short flights, which were which ones again? Right. So, so my short flights were Sundays were Ragnar Crimson. Yep. I absolutely love that. That one's continuing on into this current season. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a twenty-four episode show. Yep. You happen to pick two twenty-four episode ones. Yeah. Ragnar Crimson and Undead Unlock were both continuing back-to-back seasons, which great. I'm reading the manga and the. Watching the anime, covering them both on short flights. Hey, maybe we'll make my life easier and uh, have you cover manga mentions. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. So if you ever need a quick episode, I already got my notes for all the manga. Yeah, we'll have to we'll reverse have to, roles. We'll have to see how uh, this season ends. Right. Pro- so, probably happening, though. It seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I would definitely suggest both of these. Uh, so, yeah, Ragnar Crimson and Undead Unlock. Okay. And I watched... Goblin Slayer season two. Okay. Okay. I'm now that we're done with it, I can finally say it. It God, it was such a so mid. Okay. Uh, very disappointing. Got it. I yeah. I think I watched like the first four episodes, and I'm like, yeah, I can't keep watching this. Only for the fact that I was watching so many other things yep. that I just couldn't. It wasn't bad up to that point. Yeah. It, there was nothing to look forward to. What they left once, you at some tiny, tiny cliffhangers. Yep. And then as soon as the next episode started, instantly done. No problem whatsoever. Like, <laughs> where are we even going with the storyline? This story makes no sense. It's literally... Dinosaur, it have, dinosaurs it, and beach scenes. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> cliche after cliche. It might as well... You, you would have been better off making a monster of the week out of this. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's how so, mid this was. That's so disappointing because season yeah. one was amazing. Yeah. I'd almost say don't even bother with season two. That's Just that's upsetting. Keep your imagination open for uh, enjoying the lore of the show. Okay. Uh, so what else? Anything else? Um. So that covers my short flights. Technically, you covered jujitsu as well. Oh yeah, I covered jujitsu with we, you. We swapped off. So. Yeah, we took turns on that one. 
That, that one obviously was an amazing series. Loved every single episode. Yeah. Uh, do you understand why I love that arc, by the 100%. way? 100%. Yeah, my favorite arc. Dude, Tsukuna is so goddamn amazing. Yes. I'm so sad we... Okay, we can't spoil it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, let's just gonna, not... I'm just going to say that. Okay. Uh, Game, Game of Thrones-esque, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff going on. And then I'll finish this off with saying, uh, of course, watch Dr. Stone. Yep. One of my all-time top three anime, I would almost say. That, love Dr. Stone. That was That's really funny because I was talking to somebody at work about anime and we were talking about Freyrin, which I can talk about that one yeah, as well. Yeah. You've been but then I brought up Dr. Stone and he was watching Dr. Stone as well. You get towards the end of the season and you're like, how? What? Like, how is this going to happen? What are we doing at this point? And him and I are both like, I have no idea. Um, but then we both joked that it would get... It would take six months, and Senku's going to figure it out. It's going to take, like, summertime, and we're going to have the solution to the problem in six months. Like, that's that's what's going to happen in Dr. Stone. There's going to be something. There's definitely going to be a time skip here because... There, I mean, without spoiling anything, like, yeah. I cannot wait. I, I, I can't wait oh, to see yeah. how, they're, how they even attempt to do this. I, I love the full circle moment, too. So for anybody who hasn't watched it, you're going to have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. And that's okay. You're going to see it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes yep. sense. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be the beginning of season three. I can't wait for that moment to happen. Like, I, I definitely got a little teary when when that when it happened. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there the whole time like, say it. Just say it. Don't <laughs> don't make us think about it. I already know. It's automatically obvious. Just say yeah. it. And like, yep. yes. I okay, now we know what step one season three is going to be. Yeah, it, it was so, so fantastic. I, I completely agree. That was one of the shows that I was watching on the side. I... I love Dr. Stone. It's so good. It's so original, yep. so unique. And I'm upset that it's over, like the, the manga is over, only for the simple fact that there is a conclusion. Yeah, right. So at this point, we know it's either going to end at season three or season four. Yeah, it might somewhere. even be just a really long season three. We don't know. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not concurrent with the the manga, so I have no idea where where it is in the anime. But yeah, it, it, it's so good. I love it. Yep. Uh, anything else you're watching or that you... Uh, no, that's... I think that's everything I've consumed on, on my life. Just the stuff on the side while we're covering and short flights. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, you? What, what have you consumed? So Manga Mentions was a lot. Yeah, you did uh, a lot this season, this past season. So I, I watched Freyrin because I was like, okay, no, there's like the hype kept kept going. I'm like, no, there's no way like this show can be that good. Because we were on like three weeks later and people were still talking about it. I'm like, okay, let me see what's going on with Freyrin. And it is my choice of anime of the year. It, it is that good. It has literally everything I want in a story, in the character building, in just the artwork. It, it's so amazing. That That is my choice for anime of the year. It was amazing. Honestly, I wouldn't say I liked... It's really hard to compare it to like Jujutsu because Jujutsu is big budget, like CGI fighting while Freyrin has some of that. It's more of world building story characters, more story building. It does have some fight scenes. It has some amazing fight scenes, but just, I loved it. I've loved every second of Freyrin and I'm so glad I started watching that. So that was one. Uh, Jujutsu obviously was another one, a shield hero. Shield Hero Season 3 was... It was fine. 
Um, no real issues with season three. One hundred percent better than season two. Okay, but that's not really saying much. All right. Um, I, you, we obviously covered season two. You know, season two. I don't want to say it was terrible, but it was not great. It was a step down compared to season one. That's for sure. Uh, yes. Uh, it's the you forgot a step, like going downstairs in the dark kind of <laughs> step down. Yeah. It, it was. It, it was just not very great, and. Season three was definitely a step up 100% compared to season two, which is not as good uh, as season one. It was still good. I felt like it was a little rushed in certain moments, but I'm very curious to see what season four happens because season four has been confirmed. Okay, great. Another one was Spy Family. Probably one of my favorites, just personally. There's literally nothing about Spy Family that says it needs to be a top-tier anime, <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah, There's, no, I 100% agree. But I love Spy Family. It's just so wholesome. and Yes. Um, probably one of my favorite points of the entire season of Spy Family was you finally got to see your being the Thorn Princess. Great. So, without spoiling anything, that was probably one of my favorite moments of the entire series. Or of the entire season. Perfect. That's what I was looking forward to. I watched MF Ghost. That was... I think that was the last one I watched for Short Flights, besides Jujutsu. Yeah. MF Ghost was... I really enjoyed MF Ghost. I don't know. It might be something we cover, just because... To be different. Sure. I mean, I want to be a too opposed to it. It'd be 100% different in my situation. It, it was... The story was really good. I loved the um, sequel of Initial D, which is what MF Ghost is. Oh, so if we do cover it, do I need to watch the prequel? No. Or maybe if we do cover MF Ghost, maybe I can just casually listen to it and then we can do a real dive into MF Ghost. Yeah, it, it's something, while not necessary to watch, there's some references to Initial D that make more sense knowing the story of Initial D. But if you're just like, oh, okay, yep, that's that's somebody. They they basically explain all of the references. Okay. But it's just more nostalgia knowing about Initial D. Okay. Like, that's, that's what it is. So it's like what Cobra Kai did with yep. uh, the Karate Kid. They just, you didn't necessarily need to watch Karate Kid. Because the references they used were, were all pretty much explained. Yep. But had you known the references, it, it like hit you that much harder. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. That That's probably right nail on the head kind of thing. And then the last series that I, I did watch was Tokyo Revengers Season 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know my joke, the internet says it's Season 3. Hulu or Disney Plus, depending on your region, has it under season two. So I say that it's season two and a half because, well, it's neither two or three. So here we are. Right. But I watched that. And honestly, that was everything I wanted in Tokyo Avengers. Oh, yeah? Yes. Awesome. Can't wait. to. I, I haven't started it yet. And I, I know you were talking it up so bad. And I, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. it. It's so good. I absolutely loved Core 2, Season 2 of Tokyo Avengers, as somebody who really enjoyed Season 1 of Tokyo Avengers. Okay. I thought Core 1 of Season 2, while good, was at per usual kind of a step down. Yep. But it was just more stuff that I was coming to expect, and that was probably part of it. But Core 2, on the other hand, it was just so good. It, it was really good. A lot of twists and turns. 
I would legitimately go on Hulu all the time being like, is it out yet? Because I wasn't really paying attention to the days of the week it came out. So I would just cash, like every day just go on Hulu and be like, oh, it's out. Okay, well, let me let me start watching this now. I'm too lazy to Google it, so I just want to just be surprised. Yeah, pretty much. I would watch it every every morning when I'm eating my breakfast. Just kind of, okay, well, here here it is. Yeah. And it, it was so good. It absolutely was very good. I will completely understand why some people won't like it. But as somebody who does like Tokyo Avengers, you're absolutely going to enjoy core two of season two. Perfect. Well, that's that's not for me. I can't wait to eventually cover this. Yeah, we're, we're absolutely going to have to cover it because, well, we both enjoyed it. So, right. But yeah, I've watched so much last uh, during the fall season. It kind of insane. Like to really think about it because I know we were talking about it. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this, 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 this. A little bit of this, but like, you know, I'm doing that on like the side, side, side time. But. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the most anime I've watched all at once. And yeah, in like one time frame, this is the most anime I've ever consumed in my life. Yeah. These, it, these past four months. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. Like it was a lot of fun. It really was. Because of short flights, it was a lot of work, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. The winter season is comparatively, it's going to be a step. It's going to be a breather. Because spring, you know what's coming out in spring, right? No. We've got Bleach, Core 3. We've got Mishuka Tensei, Core 2. We've got... there. There's a lot. There is it like a shit ton. There, There is a, an absolute lot of things coming out in spring. And let me just kind of look. So we've got Konosuba Season 3. We've got Demon Slayer season three we've got slime season three all right we've got hero season seven my hero academia season seven we've got mashuka tensei core two season two we've got kaiju eight oh i can't wait for that one right that's been hyped so much i can't wait for that right uh um yeah i'm absolutely looking forward to it uh we've got a remake of spice and wolf which i never watched it but i know it was insanely popular Okay, I yeah don't know much about that one at all. Um, we I know we've got uh, I already talked about Bleach Core three. So, but I mean we're talking three, six, seven, seven shows that are already stand out to us alone. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's gonna be some more that are gonna be very interesting that I know we're probably gonna cover because I I just can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> This so spring of 2024 is going to be amazing, and so just almost call winter of 24 a uh, a breath, a deep breath of what's going on. What are you going to be covering for short flights in the winter season? Like just in case anybody hasn't um, checked out our YouTube channel for that yet. Right. So in case anyone is interested, I am going to be continuing both Ragnar Crimson and Undead Unluck. Good choice. Good choice. If you haven't started them, start them. They're both amazing. And obviously they have English started already, so you can get a little bit of start. But I'm going to continue episodes 12 through 24 on both sets of those seasons nice and then i'm going to be covering metallic rogue on for a third episode for a third series okay so i'm interested to see how that one's going to be uh it's it's looking like it's going to be well by the time this episode releases episode one of metallic rogue will be already be out and i'll have my short flight on it it's looking like it's going to be like a mech kind of anime and i know that's not quite in my wheelhouse so 
I'm going to venture a little bit out in that aspect and widen my, my taste and some stuff and see what this is all about. Interesting. What are you just checking out the icon on it? Yeah. It seems very interesting. I mean, yeah, it looks interesting. So I'm hoping it's going to be awesome. So yeah, we'll go with that. What are you covering this season? So obviously have to continue Freyren. It not a choice. Uh, Absolutely not a choice. I'm also going to be covering Classroom of the Elite Season 3. I Have you watched Season 1 or 2? I almost started Season 1 today, just, <laughs> just on the side, just uh, in the background stuff. Okay. It is a slice of life suspense. Yep, that's what Crutcher Psych- was basically telling or uh, describing it as. A psychological thriller. Very good. It is very good. Uh, highly recommend that one. And then I'm going to be covering Mashal season two. I love season one. I love Harry Potter. So just kind of a no brainer on my part. Oh, sure. You got to continue. So uh, cannot wait to get more of Mash. And I'm really excited that we just recently covered Mashal season one because it makes it really fresh and I can enjoy season two because I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. And the icon for season two is very interesting. So I'm curious what is going on with that one. But that's, I think that's all I'm going to be watching. I might watch another show just depending on, oh, and then the last one that I'm going to be covering is solo leveling. Oh yeah. That's got a big hype around it. Yes. Absolute hype. I, I, I'm very curious to, oh, I'm really hoping it lives up to the hype. It's been, what, like two years? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I was probably say two. Solid two years of the internet talking about it. So just for that simple fact, I have to watch it. It doesn't necessarily need to be, like, the best thing ever. But the fact that nobody can stop talking about it for this long, I, I have to know what's going on. I agree. So do you think that you're going to potentially start watching that or are you going to wait for it to like get dubbed and um depending on it comes out on saturdays by the way yeah i won't watch a day of okay but i will like if i go on a treadmill i'll, yeah. I'll throw it on there okay makes sense yeah it's it seems very interesting and i'm really looking forward to it yeah i'm very interested in myself i'll give it i'll give it obviously my first three episodes and we'll see where that goes from there yeah can't wait but that's really all we got. I have to say, again, thank you to William Ofebu and Bradley Gareth for the just their time and doing the interview. It was so much fun. Again, for anybody who hasn't checked it out, check out the link in the description for our YouTube channel or just look at our library for the uh, previous episode covering the interview because it's, it's definitely an awesome time. And thank you everybody for listening this far. Please make sure to check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. Check out all the awesome anime content that they have on there. Definitely cannot miss anime content on there. Please subscribe to us. Leave her a five-star review. Let us know that you are enjoying our content and, and have a good one, everyone. Later guys. Yeah! <laughs>